Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to another episode of Standing on the North Bank, a Swansea City podcast from Wales Online. My name is Matt Davis and as always I'm joined by Andrew Gwillem. Um, Gwill, I think... There's only one place to start, and it's the unfortunate events from uh, from yesterday. Really, quite a, a a dire day, really, for for Swansea when there's been so much optimism over the last seven days. Um, just the one player coming in, um, Declan John. Um, social media fans were were pretty um, uh, upset, should we say, um, yesterday evening. Um, have, they have every right to be, I think, as well. Don't you think? Yeah, couldn't couldn't disagree with any of that. Um, I just think that. I think there's. I think for the majority of the fan base, I think there's been an understanding that there would be an element of cloth cutting. That you're always likely to see more players go out than come in this summer. I don't think anyone would have taken issue with that. I mean, all you're looking for then is a just a sign of an intent and a goodwill to help the new manager who's trying to you know trying to get on with this vast rebuilding process he's got ahead of him. Um, and I think this is made worse by the fact I don't think it would have taken much. For most supporters to have been content with yesterday, I think you're probably only looking at the need for that Ryan Woods deal to be completed, and you're also looking at there being adequate centre half cover. Whether that means that that someone had come in, or whether one of Fernandez and Amat had stayed, and I think in that scenario, I think most supporters would have gone, okay, it's probably not ideal, but it's fair enough. The manager's got his key target in. And we've still got the loan window to add into other areas, like obviously they need another striker with Ollie McBurney, their only fit option at the moment. And instead, you've ended up with one senior centre-half. Goodness knows who's going to play there alongside mm. Mike van der Hoorn tomorrow. You've still only got the one striker. Okay, you've got a left-back in as cover, which is something, but not, but not much really. And you've only got three central midfielder options. And, I mean, that, that squad... We touched on this last week. The squad is threadbare, and yeah. and yet somehow it's got it's got weaker still. And and then to top it all off, Graham Potter doesn't get the sort of the one key acquisition, the one main target um, of this summer window. And uh, you know he would have been under no illusions. There was a tough job ahead, but I'd I'd be amazed if he thought it was going to be quite as quite as tough as this. And um, you know, you'd have to say that um, you know the him, his staff, the players who are here and and want to be part of the process. Um, their lives have been made considerably mm. more difficult by the actions of those above them. I don't think. I think most people would have accepted that things were going to get a little bit worse yeah. before they got any better. But I mean, yesterday, I said the centre back situation is is uh, is incredible, really. Um, if you were to think to yourself. What was the worst case scenario yesterday? I don't think what's actually happened is it's that not far, far off, off no, what it would have I been. Don't, I don't think you. And, and that's a, that. and that's a damning indictment, isn't it? You know how, and you know, look, recruitment's been an issue for for the last few years. Yes, but yeah. yeah, here we are. We're sat here now, and we're saying, well, look at the state on that squad. A bit like we were saying 
under different circumstances last year when you know if you recall I think Paul Clement only had one fit striker he only had one fit left back you know it's we should it's, just, it's um, staggering it's, just re- it's, it's staggering just republished the podcast from last summer yeah. just reinsert the names overdub the new names yeah, yeah it would have, yeah, uh, yeah, would have yeah. saved us time and we could have gone for lunch a bit earlier <laughs> um, right in terms of outgoings then Klukas obviously to Stoke yeah. AU to Palace Fede to, to Newcastle yeah. and Amat to Rio Vicano I think on individually you could almost think you could almost make a case for those players going but as a collective all four especially the two centre-backs to lose two centre-backs in one day when you've already got rid of yeah. two, two. Yeah. I just don't see the the rationale behind that but, well, where's the contingency planning because you know if you were sanctioning those deals those exits as the American owners are as the final decision makers on these things you know do you not look at well clearly not they clearly don't look at it and go hang on a minute the manager's only got one senior centre half because otherwise you wouldn't do it mm. or you'd be bringing someone in so that there is a ready made option to play there yeah you know it, it, I, in terms of I'm sorry if you sound a bit exasperated but it is exasperating it's astonishing um, look individually Klukas to leave yes um, uh, I think there were concerns over his attitude um, and so you know, he wanted to leave and ultimately you don't want people like that around Correct. fair enough you go uh, Jordan Ayew, you know look, we reported the issues with him not reporting for training duty and which Billy Reid confirmed yesterday that he'd there had been four or five days where he'd simply not shown up when expected to again better off without someone who's trying to force through a move. The only thing I'd say there is that the pity is the Swansea turned down an £8 million offer for him last month and instead he's gone out on loan. Um, and Matt, uh, the understanding there, I think, is that, is that Graham Potter felt that he wasn't a fit for what he wanted. Fernandez, I can understand because he was quite open in saying that he wanted to go and play at a higher level. I just don't feel you can let both go and not bring someone in. And I, from what I can gather, I don't think Fernandez was knocking on doors saying he wanted to leave. Uh, Potter had spoken repeatedly of how impressed he'd been with his attitude and application. And I don't think any supporters would have uh, had any issue with the manner in which he performed at Bramall Lane last weekend. So, um, you know, look, on an individual basis, you'd say fine. But it's it's what the overall picture of the squad is then left to look like. Um you know, the, the suggestion had been that if Klukas went, then there'd be a midfielder coming in. And, and there, there hasn't been. So, you know, okay, individual basis, all right. But, but at what cost to the squad and what Graham Potter and his staff are left to work with? I think there's almost an understanding over the last few weeks that Klukas's uh, exit would mean yeah. an arrival in the, in, the, yeah. in the middle of the park. And obviously that man was... Was Ryan Woods, and it has turned into a bit of a saga, almost like a Gilfy Sigurdsson saga. But unfortunately, um, Swansea haven't got haven't got their man. We've we've just come in here now. We've seen a uh, some quotes that we, we think from 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 Dean Smith, the, yeah. the Brent Brentford manager, saying that that the ship maybe as, as possibly or probably sailed for for that move. Now, you've just done a big explainer piece on why the deal failed. <sighs> 
go back to the the word he just used there. It's exasperating, really, when he was the the main target, Potter's main man, yeah. the whole summer, and it's unfortunately did not come to fruition. And it's he's almost seen as the the lightning rod, I think, of this yeah. frustration, this this particular deal. Oh, I think it's probably the defining. It would probably prove to be the defining memory of deadline day and this summer window. You know when. When we look back in a few years' time and we think about summer deadline day 2018, the first name you're probably going to think of is, is Ryan Woods. Yeah. And, you know, there was a deal there to be done. Uh, I know, if you, you know some supporters have suggested that it was a bit of a smoke screen and there wasn't genuine interest. Yes, there was. There was a deal there. It was in place. The player wanted to come. Potter wanted the player football staff at the club trying to get the deal done and from our understanding the club's owners would not sanction the fee for a permanent transfer and so it didn't happen um you know it's you know which is you know raises question marks in any number of areas mm. but the, the reason that deal has not happened is that um the money to make it happen would not be would not be sanctioned and um, you know it's very easy to look at this just through uh, Swansea City eyes if you like but you know I can't escape the thought what would you think if you were Ryan Woods you've had a club court you this summer tell you that they want you to come and be a key player you know you're an important asset for the manager yeah you've told Brentford you want to leave Brentford have said fine you're okay to leave there's a deal in place and all you're really waiting for is someone to tell you, right, get yourself down the M4, come and have a medical and sign on the dotted line. And in the midst, it should be said, the fact that his partner is apparently about to give, give birth to a little baby. Yeah. You know, what, what a time he's had of it. And now he's probably sitting there today thinking, how, how on earth have I ended up still, still here? And he's probably got an awkward time ahead of him now because, you know, does he get integrated back into Dean Smith's yeah. Smith squad? I mean, he's clearly a very talented player. You know, it has it has ramifications for him as well. Um, you know, on a human level, um, he, he must feel particularly let down. I, I can only imagine that Graham Potter must feel mm. really let down because in a summer where, look, yes, cuts have to be made. You know, you, you lose such vast sums of money going down into the championship. The wage bill has to be cut, and it should be said that there are still, look, you know, Wilfred Bourne is one of Swansea's bigger earners and he is still there they are still paying his wages week in and week out but there's, there's, there has to be an element of this where there's some goodwill and an intention towards the manager and the staff who are working so hard to say you know look we know this is un- this has been done under a bit of duress but look we know we know this guy's important to you here he is and I, I just you know I but, 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 the, but the thing here is that the, the owners are so remote from the club, very rarely speak to either media or fans about it. You know, it's hard to know what, what's the explanation. And uh, yeah, I, I, just, I just think that until they offer an explanation, it's, it's very difficult to yeah. comprehend how on earth... A transfer for okay, it's six, you know, it's six, seven million pound, whatever it is. But you know, are, are things? Is it such a financial issue to 
to agree to a deal of that size already? And if so, that needs to be that needs to be properly articulated. Um, but you know, look, just going back to the football element of it, you know, yeah. Swansea remain liked in midfield, and the manager, you know, like I said in the piece, that you've got a manager who's got a reputation as being a great builder, and you take it, you're not giving him any tools. Yeah. Well, they they, they brought in probably the what the thick end of somewhere between 45 and 50 yeah. million pounds yeah. this summer in fees they've had an outlay of six 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 million approximately like six so the, the you know yeah i mean you know that's obviously that's in terms of total value of deals you know the way the, yeah. the way these things are structured often means that you get some now some later or pay some now mm. later but yeah to- total valuation of the of the deals that have been done i mean they are they are up they're up by you know a, a approximately 40 million pounds the frustrating thing with Woods as well, as you said, they had the will of the player, which is the almost yeah. the hardest thing to get over the line. And and as you say, now it leaves Swansea particularly light again in another department. Um, we spoke yesterday, and I think an article went up on the website about um, about loan moves, and obviously yeah. there is now an opportunity in the next sort of three weeks to get players in on loan. Um, Billy Reid confirmed in his press conference yesterday yeah, that they yeah. would be they would be active. We're we're not sure on particular names, but we were speaking earlier about positions and where yeah. they need work. Basically, a spine of a team. <laughs> yeah, which is no, this is not yeah. really a situation you want to be in. With one game of the season gone, another one on 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 the horizon, and possibly another what, probably four, three or four before the. Before the window, the loan window uh, closes. Yeah. In terms of the positions, I, I what I sort of sketched it out last night. We had a chat about it. Is probably two centre backs needed. Definitely um, one midfielder yeah, at, at least, least, and at least one striker. one striker. It's just incredibly. Again, I keep using the word frustrating, but that to be in that situation. Uh, last summer there was the, the fact that there was no number 10 brought in and just yeah. um, uh, Olsen at, at left back we're just in the same position again Yeah, and I just don't can't fathom it really um, I mean, to, to ha- let's let's say speculate tomorrow Mike Vanderhorn will obviously have to play yeah. I, I, well I really hope so anyway otherwise there's going to be I see you and me pulling our boots on Um <laughs> I and mean, who's going to play? Who's going to play next to him? I couldn't tell you. I couldn't. I couldn't tell you with any certainty. I mean, um, uh, Billy Reid. The, the two names that Billy Reid mentioned yesterday were uh, Joe Roden, obviously you know highly thought of young player. Um, he was on the bench at Sheffield United last week. He was on the bench at Arsenal uh, last season as well. Um, spent a bit of time alone at Cheltenham last term. He's been Wales under twenty one captain. He's been the under twenty threes captain. Um, you know, look, and I, I'm I've no doubt that if if it is Joe, then he'll he will relish, you know, he'll relish that opportunity and be and be proud to represent the club. And you know, but it's also it should be said it, it's going to be a bit unfair on him because, you know, you're going to get thrown into the championship right at the deep end against pretty pretty physical Preston side. You know, at such short notice, and mm. um, you know, obviously, you know, hope that uh, you know, wish wish you all the best if he does play, and hope he does does really well. I mean, Kyle Norton, I think, is the other 
option being considered on on the basis that obviously he moved into centre back a little bit and over the second half of last season under Carlos Carvajal. That was more often as part of a three rather than a four. Um, so we'll have to, I suppose we will just have to wait and see how that. Uh, I mean that pans out. I mean I, just to go, I just want to go back briefly to what you said about the loan market. You know, um, you know, okay, it was three weeks to address some of these issues. Can't imagine, I can't, I just can't imagine that all of them will be. But, you know, the season's up and running and it's not going to wait for Swansea to get their house in order. Look, it's been, it's always going to be a difficult summer and Graham Potter has said on numerous occasions that, you know, you won't get everything they need in one summer. It, it will take longer. Yeah. Fair enough. But it, it remains that that squad is a long way off being anywhere near completed but the season's ongoing you know and, and as you said you know I mean, god forbid you know if Mike van der Hoorn breaks his leg in the first minute tomorrow what happens then if Ollie McBurney pulls his hamstring in the warm-up tomorrow what happens then yeah and it's you know as much as anything then it's grossly unfair on the players and coaching staff on the manager you know they, we said we said and to be fair it wasn't just us who said it there were plenty of others supporters and elsewhere for him to for Potter to succeed he needed help and support mm. you know the, action, the actions of the last few days suggest that, that the club are falling well short in that regard I think you know, make the point about McBurney about pulling up in the in the in the warm up or something like that, or if something like that happens. I mean, it's just a case of even if you need to change a game, you know, yeah, you're chasing a game, or you need to get more firepower on there. Swansea haven't got it, yeah, you know, and that's again, I mean, no, just, a situation. Just, uh, uh, it's, uh, it's just, so crazy that it's allowed to allowed to happen. Yeah, I mean, just to be clear, you know, I, I know, you know, we're, we're, we're talking about gaps in the squad and things like that. Look, but let's be clear. This is not, you know, we're not we're not having we're not having a pop at the players who are who are here. Those those players who are here and they want to be part of the rebuilding job and give fans a reason to enjoy their football again last Saturday and a reason to be proud of watching their team. They should have. And I'm sure they will have the unequivocal backing of anyone with a vested interest in Swansea City. And, yeah, so the and the manager and, every, and everyone else there, um, you know, because uh, they, you know, that win last weekend was probably as uplifting as any moment in yeah. Swansea's recent history. Really, they're just nice to see a side with a clear view of how he's going to play, a clarity of uh, playing in possession. Mm. Young, you know, young players, average age down to twenty four from twenty eight at the end of last season, and you know, and, and great to see it when when the two goals went in. How, you know, nearly every outfield player was up there getting involved yeah. and pats on the back, and it was it was it was so heartening to see. And you know, from going from a position where I think a lot of supporters and even ourselves, you know, would have really looked forward or would be really looking forward to going to the game against Preston. Um, Tomorrow, um, you know, you now, you now feel a bit down in the dumps about it. But you know, hopefully, they can perform and, and do the job. But you know, let's be clear: if if um, 
they're anywhere near successful this season or they're anywhere near competitive over the course of the season, it'll be in spite of what is being done above them rather than because of it. I think um, Sheffield United, it seems like more than a, yeah. week, a week ago, <laughs> it does. so much yeah. happens. I know we had a lot of the, the um, sort of transfers have dominated this week. We didn't really get a chance to speak about the game, yeah. um, mainly because we left this podcast until after the, the window closed. Yeah, that was a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> But um, we shouldn't really gloss over, or we haven't really. So we, we we've done plenty of it in, on the website, and how impressive they were in the, in the second half. Yeah. And I'd just like to say that I I I I did big up Jan Dander last week, um, <laughs> so I will be taking some sort of credit for his miraculous twenty nine seconds on the pitch, or so, uh, and he and he grabbed the winner. I mean, the the four debutants had. Had good games, yeah. didn't they? They really yeah, did they were, play. They, they played well. There's some encouraging signs from them. And I think it taps into a bit of what we were talking about last week. And this is also why the Woods thing is particularly frustrating, is that those players quite clearly, Potter, Kyle McCauley, done their homework on them, knew what they offered, knew where they fit into the team, knew where they could make a difference. Yeah. And you could see that in the fact that all four of them had a positive impact. You know, I, I thought. Uh, Burst and Selina, um, you know, was really, really encouraging in just terms of having that midfielder who wanted the ball, wanted to make things happen, wanted to play together. You know, goodness knows Swansea have missed a player of that ilk uh, for the last 12 months or so. Yeah. Um, you know, Barry Mackay, you know, man of the match, I felt, um, you know, could easily have had a goal. Really lively, linked up quite well with Martin Olsen on occasions. You know, Joel Osora was a little bit a little quieter, but again, you could see what he can bring, and he'll have better days as he settles in. And um, I believe he's fit for tomorrow as well. Obviously, after that concern over going down at the open training session on Tuesday, um, you know, and, and the man, Jan the man, uh, yeah. you know, comes wandering onto the field, and 29 seconds later, first touching senior football, and he nets the winner. Yeah. And to be fair, not just the goal. I think if you look at when Swansea were under pressure during those last few minutes he was intelligent in terms of how he used the ball and helping mm. them to get out of tight spots and not, not end up sort of in a, a bit of a siege in their own 18 yard box you know he helped them you know finding Montero quickly mm. and what spreading about, yeah, what about Jeff well, I know incredible. renaissance man you know, absolutely incredible again, and you know you just hope that that's not a flash in the pan because we have seen that with uh, Montero a little bit over the years where on his day unplayable but those days don't come around often enough. You just think if they can keep him fit, keep those hamstrings in <laughs> decent nick, and he, you know, he's got the potential to cause carnage in the championship. I mean, you know, George Baldock has scored his goal last weekend, and <laughs> probably think you know a wonderful life was, and then he looks up to see uh, you know Montero wandering onto his flank. So uh, yeah, I, I thought you, I thought he was outstanding, wasn't he? And we just hope that. We get to see more of that from him, you know. I think there's um, there'll be a bit of a buzz. I think when he gets the ball, yeah. Every, every time he gets the ball, because he looks like he can make things happen. I can't remember the last time he played at Liberty. That would be. Ooh, that's a good. Uh, would it be? He injured at Man- Manchester United. He was injured some, yeah. Was I'm just to think, and he'd only just come back because he he did his hamstring at home to West Ham. It was Bob Bradley's. Final game in China. I have to check that. Yeah, we'll check on it. But it would certainly be exciting. Um, 
when he gets the ball and we might as well have a, have a, have a touch on what what the team will be will look like yeah. at Preston or against Preston, Preston Liberty uh, tomorrow um, does it mainly pick itself apart from the obviously the issue of Fernandez now yeah I, th- I think so um, as you say centre half you know it's probably not going to be ideal mm. and we'll just have we'll just have to wait and see how, how that pans out um, uh, the only other change I could potentially foresee would be if if they've got any concern about a Soro after the knock in midweek is might they move Mackay over to the right and play Montero on the left Yeah. so they'd end up in a way with well, not quite what they finished last week with, but you, you see where I'm you see where I'm coming yeah. from um, that's the only thing I, I might wonder about really Um I mean, otherwise, you know, you you can't be too you can't be too critical, really, can you? You know, I thought that you know I thought that last half hour in particular was really good. You know, and it was it was nice to see you know Tom Carroll who had such a struggle last season, you know, so devoid of confidence, and and he was quite quiet for quite a spare last Saturday. But that last half hour when Swansea started to open out, yeah, you could just see just a little bit of that confidence returning for him. So that was. You know that was good to see, and it'd be nice to see more of it, uh, more of it tomorrow, hopefully. Pro- probably Norton at centre back, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, mean, I think if you if you if you put in a couple of quid on it, bit, yeah. you'd probably lean that way. But I mean, Billy Reid spoke very highly of Joe Roden uh, yesterday yeah. uh, when speaking to the written press. So um, yeah, it'd be interesting. It'd be interesting to see. Well, it'll be interesting atmosphere as well, won't it? Yeah. You know, I think because Potter's first home game in charge deserves all the yeah. all the support. He, he, he and he'll definitely get it as well. I mean, uh, yeah. Swans fans will be will be right behind him and and the players. The the optimism bubble from from last weekend will it might have been punctured slightly by the events of the last twenty four hours, but. One thing you can say is that the fans will always be yeah. supportive of the players and the yeah. manager on the pitch, even if perhaps it's not the same off it. Yeah, um, we'll both be there. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting. You know, I think it's uh, I think it's a difficult one for supporters because you know, as you rightly say, you know, the, they would have been proud of what their team did last weekend. They will really want to get behind them and you know really create hostile atmosphere for Preston. But then that's Mari with that sense of you want to, you know, they want to make clear their dissatisfaction with what has happened over the last. Well, I mean, it's not. Let's face it; it's not just over the last few days, is it? But with the events of deadline yeah. day, yeah, that you know, look, that's no, that's no easy thing because you know you don't have a negative impact on the on the team, and you know maybe if players make mistakes, they feel a bit, you know, sort of under a bit of pressure, and they don't, they're not willing to take risks. So it's yeah. it's it's a t- you know look, it's a tough one, but I'm sure. I got no doubt the Potter and the players, you know those who, um, you know th- those who deserve, um, deserve this, that support and and that backing and that help uh, will will absolutely get it. Excellent. Okay, well we'll wrap it up there. Um, yeah. Just to let you know that you can get your Swansea City news on Wales Online, on Twitter and Facebook. Just search Swansea City Live, and uh, we'll be back next week. Thanks. <laughs>